I'm Leslie. And I'm Amber. And you're listening to The, the Grim Mystics. Hello. How's everybody doing? I mean, I'm I'm doing good. I feel yeah. way refreshed since the last time we uh, spoke to the explorers, Amber. Oh my goodness. I feel like there are certain episodes or people that we research that just like stick with you. And he was like, he just put a storm cloud over life the whole yeah no. <laughs> the whole situation i remember like when i uploaded it i texted you i was like okay it's up and like now let's never fucking talk about him or think about yeah. him ever again <laughs> yeah and i feel like there are just some for whatever reason they hit a certain chord or i mean maybe he really is a demon like it just like sticks with you yeah that was it was a. Uh... I'm glad that we're finished with it. That's all Thank I can you. say with that. Yeah, yeah, definitely an energy sucker. So here we are back again. Here we are. Talking about, you know, the same stuff, just different person. And hopefully it'll, you know, be a little better. Yeah, no, he just, it was just the cursed case. And we just, yeah. we're not going to say his name. It just, he nope. was cursed. And so yep. it's fine. Well, s- seriously, with like the malfunction that, I mean, we've had a lot of malfunctions. We have. I'm not going to say we haven't, but we have never lost audio while recording and i don't even know did we tell the explorers in real time what had happened that like i looked down at my my audio recording at like one point and we had missed like 30 minutes of audio (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think we i think we just said like i remember in the episode you said like we lost audio and then you did the really funny like old internet which i was like oh beautiful (laughs) shout out to the 90s that we were literally just talking about (laughs) see i was like i don't even i haven't i usually re-listen to episodes i never listen to that episode again i don't even remember anything of it so good yeah so (laughs) you did the funny um little internet thing and then we kind of jumped back into trying to like just roll with it but yeah we lost audio and we had to re-record things like terrible Um, things (laughs) yeah like and of course it was the chunk of like you at one point I think and I don't know if it made it into the episode or not but you had said like it was really hard it's one thing to read it mm-hmm. but it's another thing to say it and then we lost the audio like it's after that a, so you had to say, say it, it twice again. I know <laughs> Ugh, it was rough so yeah and then uh spooky kitty was <laughs> over it uh ravioli was over it I think by the end of that podcast we were both just like oh my god it was just like <laughs> a manic spiral so it's fine it was a bonus yeah, it was a bonus episode. You can hear Leslie and I start to lose it near the end, you know. <laughs> it just shows that we're human and that yeah. sometimes shit is hard. <laughs> I, yes. That's all I can say. Yeah. So, well, and then we made it better, too, because that afternoon, my husband and I brought ravioli by. Yes. And we got to see her in her Halloween costume. So cute. So, but, yeah, that was our way to make the day better. <laughs> our little moo girl. I loved it. She's yeah. just the cutest little thing. Yeah. So for the explorers, um, ravioli has many nicknames. Um, one, my husband calls her Moo Moo. Um, so she was a cow for how She was a little Moo girl. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we put her in a little cow onesie that was, you know, the hood was way too big. No, it was precious. <laughs> I took the cutest fucking picture ever. Of I know. You I did. love that photo. It was so cute. I did too. I saved it. <laughs> yes. It was so cute. Yeah. So, but yeah, so that was kind of what we've been up to since the last episode um and leslie how is spooky kitty doing um spooky kitty so ripley ripley is really fine he really is good he is such a sweet boy i will say during amber's and my little chat this morning you know i did say i don't regret getting a kitten (laughs) uh you know we have a lot of energy it's fine i just i was naive i've never owned a cat before and so i was Mm. like i had all of these I just had these ideas that I thought were going to be what it was and they're not and that's okay. So he yeah. he is lovely. He really is. But he normally would be in here because I'm in my office, which is his favorite room. Um, <laughs> and but he he can't be trusted. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he's not in here. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, he's He's got a lot of learning to do. Yes, he will make his appearance. And if you, I mean, you know, I take pictures of my dogs like nobody's business. Like he just hasn't mastered the posing yet. So <laughs> I don't have any good photos of him, but... I know. Well, and two, like if the master that Leslie really is, she literally bought hoodies for her dogs <laughs> and got them to pose like they were on a magazine cover to show off these hoodies. So like she's got skill in getting her dogs to pose. <laughs> It'll just take a while for Ripley to get with the program. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like the girls are conditioned. They know when the yeah. tripod, <laughs> like when the camera comes out, tis time. <laughs> And Ripley's like, I'm a kitten. Oh, I'm yeah. Run parkour. Fuck you. All this. Yeah, parkour yeah. over. I have like a 45 something monitor. It's insane. My computer monitor. Uh-huh. And he will jump over. Like he parkours <gasps> over. And so that's why he's not trusted in the office because <laughs> there's a lot of equipment in here. So. <laughs> Yeah, because it, if explorers don't know, Leslie also does a lot of work from home. Yes. Her, her job that pays her. <laughs> My actual job, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so if anything goes wrong, then she's got her uh, CEO person to answer yes, to. Yeah, so. But yeah, we're good. And um, I feel good. I feel, you know, compressed, refreshed. And uh, I'm excited to just get in. Um, you know, yeah, let's do it. You told me, you know, in the beginning, you're like, okay, so this is our part two. Ha ha. You know, and I, and I had yeah. to break it to you. This isn't our last part. No. No. So. I mean, we, in the last, so before our bonus episode, you guys will remember Leslie uh, discussed some murders and she did allude to it leading to a conversation about Jack the Ripper, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. I mean, it would be silly of us to think we aren't, we were going to get Jack the Ripper handled in, in one two, or two parts. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was going to say, and honestly, like the first episode, it was more of like, the Whitechapel murders mm-hmm. because yeah. that's that was the file you know that started it. So we could even say that this isn't even a part two. Like the Whitechapel murders were by themselves, and I'm just okay. continuing, this the, is continuing the narration of okay. the area in 1888. So yeah, okay, I like that. So and it won't be the last. So you're gonna hear. Um, we kind of decided Leslie's gonna do this. Um, and this episode should be coming out on Thanksgiving, right? Gobble, gobble. Yep. Gobble, gobble. Talking about murder. But at least this one is not cannibalism like last year. Oh my God. <laughs> while, that, yeah. while that did fit the bill. Um. <laughs> it did fit the bill for us. Yeah. This yeah. year, it's just another really terrible story. <laughs> yeah. And then we will come back after Thanksgiving and we will have the, whatever you want to call it. The, the second, finale, the third, hopefully. Yeah. The finale. <laughs> Of all of this. Um, and then, yeah, we'll just, I mean, I feel like this is like, we're real podcasters, guys. We're giving you extra parts. We're like the amount of research that Leslie has clearly dived into for this. Like how many pages of notes did you say? Um, for this part, I've got 21. <laughs> just for this part? Yeah. And then you'll have another part. Yeah. My um, part one was 18 pages. So. Oh my God. You guys, please. It's all good give us uh reviews likes whatever get us sponsored because like leslie is doing this for free full free yeah this is full free and honestly like i like it i feel really good and yeah these but ne- like we deserve you know some sponsorships so like if you have a company that you would like us to do a commercial for reach out to us we would be happy to do work on a sponsorship for a small business because we're a small business Hell if yeah you want to you know reach out to a bigger company like um i don't know david's tea because I'm obsessed with them. Like, cough, tell cough. them that I need to be a sponsor and Leslie and I will do it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I did like shamelessly reach out to this company and I was like, hi, I have a podcast with like, <laughs> and we do, we have, we have almost 5,000 downloads. And so, yeah, I like, like, I, you know, we're up coming up to our 5,000 downloads. Like, I would love to do like a review, you know, mm-hmm. something. And, and they, they, they ghosted me, but that's fine. <laughs> well, then we aren't going to say their name because they exactly. Us. <laughs> but seriously, like, give us a like, give us a follow, like anything to make us grow. We would appreciate. And I looked back recently. We have, uh, we I think we've got like fifteen reviews on Apple. <gasps> what? And they're all yeah, like none of only three of them have like writing, which okay. is fine. Yeah, you can leave a review and not write. It'll still tell you like the number of reviews. But we have five stars with our fifteen reviews. Oh like, my gosh! So people enjoy us. <laughs> I hope. Good. I'm glad. Yes. I mean, we're still doing it in the hopes that you guys enjoy us. 
but like yeah. you know throw a little more our way <laughs> we we work hard to give you guys like good solid information and yeah and like into i mean we like doing this and so if you guys like doing it too the more time and money that we can invest just the better the quality is so yeah of course yeah like so please just the way to do that is just to follow us on social media tell us tell your friends about us that like podcasts and leave a review so we can hopefully reach more people there you go there's our shameless plug we never do these and i know we always save them for the very end, which no one probably yeah. listens to anyway. So that's why I'm doing it in the beginning. No, I know. So it's like, <laughs> I no shame here. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Also, I would like to say we're jumping in and we haven't even hit the 15 minute mark. So you're welcome. <laughs> I know we're getting so good. I do really quick want to say um, that our friends at Heartland Darkland are focusing yes. on indigenous women this month they um, are. and the murders there. And so they've done a really good job. Like I've really enjoyed their uh, cases this month so far. So give them a look and they're, I think pointing out something that's really important. Mm -hmm. You know, these cases should be, should have more notoriety. (laughs) They seem, they just are crazy that they don't. So give them, go give them a listen to helping small businesses. (laughs) Seriously though. And those ladies are great. Like if you like listening to us, I know we've plugged them before they've plugged us before, but if you like listening to us, you'll love listening to them. So I know. And one day, you know, the four of us were just, I haven't, we haven't discussed this with them, but we're going to have like our own little podcast empire. So yeah, it's just (laughs) going to be the four of us like tackling all the issues. It's perfect. Bam. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right, friends. Well, today on the map, we are going back to White Castle. Oh my God. You're so funny. You said White Castle again. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And, and when I told when original so when we first started and you're like Shit. we're going to we're on the map White Chapel and I, I I almost said don't don't say White Castle again but I was like no I'm gonna jinx her I'm not gonna say <laughs> no and I literally too because you said White Chapel like two minutes ago and I was like oh yeah Amber she already told chapel. you like three times Chapel Chapel <laughs> we're gonna you know what it just means that I need a burger that's what that means that that sounds super good. Right. I could for sure go for like a Culver's like bacon cheeseburger Ooh. right now. Um, so we are going to White Chapel. White Chapel. Again. Again. <laughs> um, and I know uh, we almost need like a previously on the Grim Mystics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but basically where we left off, we talked about um, a woman named Martha Tabram who was murdered very brutally and awfully. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really don't want to repeat the details like we kind of discussed <laughs> earlier on, on You only want to say it once. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it kind of seemed like there was maybe some hope with a potential lead. If you remember, you know, there was an officer mm-hmm. that was patrolling the area um, and he came upon a soldier. And so, Oh, that's right. So Amber in the moment, I didn't realize, I think you, what well, you were trying, you were trying to tell me something, but, but during the episode i just like i missed it but when i was re-listening to the episode kind of in preparation for this Mm -hmm. you were like okay so this his name was john leary that was the soldier and he kept saying and or excuse me when he was brought in for questioning he said that he was in the area because he was waiting for a friend of his Uh and i think you were trying to say like yeah but what if like the friend is the murderer Ooh, like I think that that's what you were like me. I, I think that's what you were trying to <laughs> but I didn't in in real time I didn't notice so we didn't even talk about it on the episode oh, oh. <laughs> look at me coming up with you know it's you know okay another tangent real quick real quick we talked about this too we've come to learn like uh, as talking as one as friends do reminiscing about the old times like a lot of the group of friends jokes that we hung out with that we remember other people took credit for and like i want to say like 40 percent of them i like said i just didn't what? say it loud enough <laughs> remember we were talking about the donkey thing the we snuff? oh yes yeah okay yeah okay. I, I was and- like what the fuck are we talking about <laughs> so like we were talking about the donkey thing yeah so i'm learning that like i'm funny as shit you are I'm just funny really qu- i'm just like one of those like semi-quiet people which you might not believe or not but <laughs> 
No, you are funny. And and I just don't say my jokes loud enough for everybody to hear. So like same moment, like I'm probably like sitting here mumbling to myself while I listen to you. And like, I didn't say it loud enough to be like, aha. Well, or I think I too, when I'm on a roll, I'm yeah. not, you know, I think I had like blinders on which yeah. is silly. oh that happens yeah when, well no it happens once you have notes in front of you it's like your goal is to get to the end of the notes <laughs> um, but but i feel like i need like a fine line because i didn't have notes for the last half of the cursed episode and i feel like that went into mm-hmm. my spiraling <laughs> <laughs> i mean yes yeah, so we need a little bit but a little leeway i get that it's, it's yeah i need like a like yeah. a fine line yeah so you know? okay so tell me about this friend that i so geniusly pointed out could be a murder. oh no there we, we don't have any because oh. fr- it it was never brought oh. up again but it just i just thought it was interesting and i felt like i feel like if that's where what let's talk leslie <laughs> if that is what you were trying to say like hot dog i don't know why no one else no. thought of that because i'm a genius <laughs> clearly <laughs> you are a genius no you are well and i so it's, i'm like i should have listened to the last episode before we were recording because it's like the 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 information's there but it's muddy because like life life happens and that was a long time ago well and i personally like to get the information out there and then just like recut like erase it from my hard drive it's in one ear out the other until like some sort of memory is triggered and i'm like oh yeah i do know all about that Yeah. So I'm the same way. And even sometimes, though, I don't remember. So, like, I couldn't tell you all the cases we've done even from here back. And, like, so there's these moments where I also go back and, like, look and make sure I haven't talked about one already. (laughs) I do that, too. And actually, I've been thinking we should have, like, a... I mean, I think we're up to... Yeah, I think we're up to, like, 35 episodes, which is... 34 enough that i could repeat you know yeah yeah no completely and so we, we should we should make a hard list but like that's kind of the fun thing too though like with these extra parts like it's all new to me again <laughs> oh good well we're not gonna do any repeat information no. today no you'll pause this episode go listen to the one before halloween then come right back come right back and listen to this one or listen to this one all the way through and then listen to the other one. I like to do that too. Yeah, so, for know. context. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And especially since we kind of, sorry, I just clapped my hands because I talk with my hands. Um, and I've got a an, an arm now for my mic. So my arm movement is completely limited um, or completely <laughs> not limited. What's the word? Unlimited. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even know what I was saying. <laughs> uh. Your arm movement is unlimited. I know, but I clapped my hands. Oh, I clapped my hands because I was saying that you can listen to the original after this because like we kind of already discussed, that's more of like the Whitechapel murders. Mm -hmm. So, and these, we are getting into the canonical five, which are the ones that are confirmed to be Jack the Ripper. So, okay. So like I kind of said before, um, I couldn't finish it up today, but we're going to talk about the first two um, women that were confirmed to be killed by Jack the Ripper. Okay. Um, So I first want to talk about a woman named Mary. Um, Mary Ann Nichols was her name in 1888. She was born August 26th, 1845 as Mary Ann Walker. Um, In 1863, Mary met a man who was working as a printer named William Nichols. And at the age of 18, she married William. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't look like the couple lived in the West End. So this is kind of uh, part one knowledge. We had the West End and the East End. Yes. Um, West End was like the bougie high end, like the mm-hmm. the assholes. And the East End was the kind of like slum area. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it doesn't really sound like they lived in the West End, like that they were super bougie. Um, but they lived with her father for a while in the South End mm-hmm. um, and then moved to their own apartment in what is called the Peabody Building, which Ooh. is still standing, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's cool. that's why England's the tits, because they've they like all the all these buildings are just there 1888 that's nuts i know i know when we went to europe that was like the coolest thing ever is to see buildings that were like so So old old. i know and america's such a young country like we just Mm -hmm. don't know it so yeah um and especially not in in where we live in colorado oh yeah no yeah everything's like brand new 
I say my town, you know, our downtown's a little old, but it's, and mm-hmm. I'm talking like mm, 1900s, but yeah. so <clears throat> either way. But still. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Mary and William had five children, a son in 1866 named Edward John Nichols. Then in 68, she had her second son named Percy George Nichols. Uh, she had her first daughter in 1870. Her name was, oh, bless you. Bless you. Her name was Alice Esther. <clears throat> in 1877, she had another daughter named Eliza Sarah. And finally, in 1879, Mary gave birth to her last child, Henry Alfred. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, lots of children. Mm-hmm. So it's said that around 1877, uh, Mary kind of began to develop a drinking habit um, mm. and was like being arrested in town on a regular basis for being drunk and disorderly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So YOLO, because in, I mean, 1877, that's when she had her second to last child. So it's just, it's like, oh my gosh. Okay, you do you, girl. Um, yeah. And it kind of sounds like when Mary was pregnant with her last son, um, Henry, uh, they decided to bring in like a midwife or like a housemaid or like whatever. It sounds like she did kind of all of it. Mm hmm to one help her with the birth and I'm assuming to like look after you know the other four children yeah um but rumor on the block was that William had become had started to have an affair with this woman oh shit so men have been poor thing men have been having affairs with their nannies since like the beginning of time yeah men have always been trash we say that every <laughs> single fucking episode, but it's I just, mean, <laughs> it's the common denominator. Yeah. And it, we want to, I should preface too, not all men. Oh, no, we're married, like, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So clearly, but like most. I, I mean, the common denominator. I mean, have we, we've talked about Mary Bell. Was she our mm-hmm. only female killer? Oh, and Ken and Barbie. Uh, yeah. But I, I mean, all of them have been men. So, yeah. So, you know, evaluate. <laughs> so evaluate yourselves. <laughs> um, so yeah, so and that was in 1880. So uh, like the year after she had her last son, um, and Mary moved out. Mm-hmm. I don't have an exact time frame on this, but like the children stayed with their father for a while, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> which I think is kind of weird that the children went to her to the dad but i mean yeah including in the time i guess maybe only because like men were looked at as people then and that's exa- that literally my next line says that like i just that shows you how little society mm-hmm. thought of us yeah I, that's yeah. outrageous um and she didn't have like he kept the house and the kids yeah so like what is she gonna do other than fail right exactly um and and honestly that the two women we talked about in the first part both were married and then had were kicked out for some way or the other. Yeah. You know, it's just fucking men. <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, though, it's like, of course, like, it makes sense why they were not successful later in life. And yes, they had their vices and addictions, but like. Well, fuck. Sounds like what else were they supposed to do? Yeah. It kind of all points back to like, you know, their lives falling apart. And what are they supposed to do when they're looked at less than. A person. Exactly. Um, And actually, it was Mary's father who told, like, everybody that William had left Mary. And um, and he even said that they, like, he was thinking about moving in with this woman for a time or, like, living with her part time, but still coming back to the house. Um, But, like, William this whole time is like, nah, bitch, that ain't me. Um, You know, we our marriage failed because Mary is drinking. And, you know, Mm. she's getting arrested in the town square, which probably doesn't help. But, um, and, but he, you know, he takes no blame. He says that he was never unfaithful and that he didn't get it. He, he actually did end up marrying, I'm pretty sure, the housewife or the midwife, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but it wasn't until after Mary moved out. Oh. Um, but Mary's dad, the whole time, and his, he's pretty vocal. There are, because there are a lot of reports about these victims. A lot is from him. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess uh, Edward, Mary's oldest son, moved in with him and Mary for a time. And so that was like him to go. That was like more proof that 
William did cheat on her because mm. Edward was like 13, 14. And so he like left the house. Mm. Um, and so on September 6th, 1880, Mary went to go live at the Lambeth workhouse. So real quick part because in part one, you know, we talked about briefly talked about workhouses, mm-hmm. um, but we did talk about how bad the lodging homes were. I yes. don't know if we recall that. So, yes, <clears throat> but super, super quick. Let's just take the most brief side side tangent um, to talk about workhouses. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I as brief as we have ever made it in the past. Well, I mean, the workhouses, again, just kind of sets the tone mm-hmm. for the environment i don't you know whatever yeah. it's all relevant right yeah maybe i just like to talk and it's our podcast so <laughs> i mean if we didn't like to po- talk we shouldn't have a podcast so we I wouldn't we're doing exactly what we need to do exactly <laughs> exactly so according to the oxford dictionary the first workhouse was built in 1652 in ex exeter exeter mm-hmm. Um, wherever that is, but, um, and it was built. So quote, the poor of this city and also a house of correction for the vagrant and disorderly people within this city. Um, PS. And there were like a ton of typos in there and weird spellings mm. like city was spelled C I T T Y E. Is it like old English? Yeah. I, Cause it's from um, 1652. Yeah. So okay. just shows you how we Things have evolved have yeah. <laughs> our, our language has um yeah i saw another quote that said that they basically built the house so that the poor people can live and work you know have somewhere to go oh um and it started because in 1601 queen elizabeth i'm assuming not our oh. queen elizabeth i oh so like the first not the second I, I mean, this is in 1601, so this is like... Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> I, I don't watch The Crown. I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I think that would be... Because there have only been two, so it would be the first. Oh, okay. And Queen Elizabeth I, if you ever Google pictures of her later in life, like, she looked rough. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll yeah. include her in, in our Instagram photos. Our version of Queen Elizabeth looked way less haggard Interesting. than the Elizabeth before her. Woo! The 1601 Elizabeth, huh? Okay. I think so. I, I mean, I I'm know. not British, but I feel <laughs> I'm not like British. Do you watch The Crown? Um, I am behind, but I have watched some of it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they're like our RIP the most recent one was Queen Elizabeth II. So, I feel like Queen Elizabeth I Man, they waited a really long time to not recycle that name. Yeah, they <laughs> well they get to pick their names. What? So like, yeah, so Charles could pick whatever name he wanted. What do they call when, them as like an infant? Well, so Queen Elizabeth was Elizabeth. Oh, and, and she liked it. And she chose to keep her name. But like oh. there have been kings and queens in the past who have changed their name and had like a royal name. What the fuck? Right? So, sorry. Say another side tangent. I feel like we're going to get a lot of those today because we're in such a better mood. <laughs> I know, we are. We are in a really good mood. Um, anyway, so... That one of the Queen Elizabeths uh, passed this act for the relief of the poor. Like these mm-hmm. names are crazy. Um, but it basically made what they were calling parishes, which I think are like communities. Um, but so the parishes were like legally in charge of like transients, basically. Um, oh, is it? Well, is a parish like a church? Well, okay. So yeah, like a parish is that is another like a word like a for church, church community, right? Yeah, and I'm just like I wonder maybe if it's because the they church- were so into religion back then that like the terminology was for everything, not just the church. Well, yes, and I think it like it can it, the parish did control like the church did control the laws and that's true and and we noticed when we were road tripping this summer robbie and i did that so many of these little towns the churches would be in the center and they would mm. be like these really really nice churches <laughs> like landscaped looked really really nice and mm. everything surrounding it are like piles of shit <laughs> and so it's mm. like you guys spend all your money towards the church and so i wonder i think parish is just like the community it's community. like community that makes sense i think i don't know 18 actually 16 at this point 1600 uh yeah lingo but um anyway so the act was passed and these communities were now responsible for <laughs> the transients and homeless people legally mm. um 
And the original act never said anything about work homes. But by 1730, the communities basically were like, we have come. Yes, we are in charge of these people. So they started building these like large homes to house basically homeless people. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, and sometimes these homes were built like from scratch, but other times they were just large homes that they began renting out. Um, in 1782, another act called the Gilberts Act was rolled out, um, and it basically added like a standardized procedure on how to run these homes before it was kind of just like the wild, wild west. And mm-hmm. it was like anyone could anyone who couldn't afford a home was there. And um, and so with this new act, if a transient was, quote unquote, able bodied, um, they those were the only people that could live in the work homes, people that could basically work. And that's when a workhouse, the term workhouse was adapted. Oh, I mean, it's a decent idea in theory because as long as everyone's treated well and like, mm-hmm. if things are clean, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. And in, in theory, it's a good idea. And I, and I did see that some of them were like privately owned. And mm. so it was, yeah, you can live here if you work for me basically. Um, Mm. And by the time that we get to 1832, so we're getting nearer to the Jack the Ripper time, um, treatment and pay in these work homes, like you were just saying, was so bad that the Royal Commission actually opened an active investigation (laughs) into the inner workings and like infrastructure of these work homes. Uh But it didn't sound like it really went anywhere, um, you know, because between all the reform and maltreatment, I mean, by 1888, the the workhouses weren't just for able-bodied people anymore. It was basically a place for elderly people and orphans, um, unmarried women, mm. and then obviously those who were mentally and physically unwell. And it was you the privately owned ones you did have to work for, but the community ones, as long as you could afford to pay for your bed, you could stay there, basically. Oh, Okay. And yeah, they weren't clean. <laughs> just, just a a reminder because I feel yeah. like we talked about that last time too, right? Like, we did. Gross. Yes, yes, we did. All these these people lived in these homes, but it wasn't like an asylum. Like it wasn't a prison. I mean, they were they were allowed to leave, and so. Yeah. But that meant but like, could you? Well, right. <laughs> like, then you're homeless. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So it's like if you wanna if you don't wanna live on the streets, then you have to live in this shitty workhouse or in a yeah. gross ass lodging home. You know, yeah. we can wrap this up, but just just another little FF for you. Work homes were still in commission until April of 1930. Oh, my gosh. Um, when finally, this just makes me laugh. There's like a, a change in this act that's called the 643 Boards of Guardians. <laughs> I just think that's a funny name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, basically, it just got rid of the responsibility, quote unquote, to the communities. Um, so. Yeah, so that's when they finally were out of commission. Wow, that's crazy that it was... I mean, I know the 30s is still, you know, we're hitting like almost 100 years. Oh, my God. (laughs) But like still, that's like to hear anything in the 19th century happening is crazy. My grandfather was alive in 1940 (laughs) or in 1930. Like my grandfather was born. I mean, he was... Yeah, he's no longer with us and he would have already been... He was born in 1921, so... Yeah, but so he was alive. Isn't that a trippy to think about? Like, he's yes. alive and somewhere in the world, these workhouses were still, like, Ow. a thing. Yeah, nuts. Fucking nuts. Something that was founded in the 1600s was still going on in the 1900s. Hmm. Something's wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> um, anyway, so back to uh, Mary. Back to Mary and Nichols. I'll repeat myself a little bit. On September 6th, 1880, Mary went to go live at the Lambeth Workhouse. The workhouse um, opened in 1726 and it was located on Prince's Road. Um, today, it's called the Master's House, which also made me think of. Mm. I know. I don't like that word. No. It sounds weird. <laughs> well, and like there's like an argument too. like I remember when we were building our house Amber, and stuff. Shut the fuck huh. up. That's literally. Did it do it again? No, that's what oh. I have on my fucking <laughs> notes. Audio again. <laughs> no, I. that's my literal next bullet. What you're about to say. <laughs> that like they were 
<laughs> Go oh ahead. My God, we're on a beautiful brainwave. Um, <laughs> I thought we lost audio. Sorry. Sorry. To come so- back. <laughs> no, I just was more tripped out like, by oh our God. fucking insanity brain yeah um yeah so when we were building our homes there was an argument that like you know it's called the master bedroom and the master bathroom and like yeah while everything else is called like spare or extra but like the argument was like if it should even be called that because it derives from like master and slave yeah and in for our blueprints it says owners it doesn't say masters so oh really so it says owner's mm. bath and owner's bedroom mm-hmm. oh you know i don't even remember i'm gonna have to ask craig i feel like ours says master isn't that, yeah so that's just so i i freaked out because literally <laughs> that's i had a bullet specifically because i was like i don't like that word and then it made me think of uh you know yeah that yeah because i remember our realtor bringing it up and he was so like, did mine <laughs> yeah and he was like yeah this is like kind of an old school way of saying things and he said i think they're working in the industry to change it just because it derives from slavery and i was like oh i've never literally never thought about that but it's <laughs> like, so but it's true i mean yeah like it's a hundred percent true an owner like of the home yeah, yeah. like that's just better <laughs> agreed and it doesn't make us like snowflakes or fucking like oh, little babies care. well but I'm it's a snowflake like it's okay to like change like, verbiage flake, bitch. i don't know <laughs> what, what does snowflakes make <laughs> oh well i just i've always thought that the ideology behind that is a joke because they literally say that we're snowflakes because we're not special right we're like not different and a snowflake is literally the most one of the most unique things on the planet yeah like scientifically <laughs> every single snowflake is literally yeah. different so the, like calling someone a fingerprint yeah the ideology behind it is a fucking joke anyway well i'm okay with that because i feel like if they're i don't know for me it's just something like that it's like what is the harm of saying owner's bedroom like who cares i know (laughs) i wish that was the worst part of my day yeah (laughs) caring about that anyway um also another side tangent uh charlie chaplin (laughs) lived at this workhouse as well when he was seven (gasps) oh my gosh according to wikipedia take it take it or leave it but you know, someone somewhere knows a lot of stuff and they choose to write it on Wikipedia. So I'll take it. I did see <laughs> another source say that too. So. Oh, okay. So see, double source, we're good. <laughs> double source. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just a little fun fact. Um, okay. So now we're really back to Mary. So, so William and Mary split up and William was paying Mary a weekly allowance of five shillings, which basically covered her room and board. That is so shitty too, like, because they're getting paid enough to cover where they live and like maybe eating a little bit, like no one's ever going to get out of that lifestyle. Who can save? Well, and as a reminder, I mean, Mary has a severe drinking problem. Oh yeah. So <laughs> Mary's like probably not, yeah. Mary's probably not even like paying for everything. Exactly. And she I, and be. we, and we know that she, that they don't, I mean, that we're going to be talking about two women today and we literally know that they chose alcohol over room. I mean, and so anyway, um, again, it's not their fault. It's just, no, it's circumstances that they were in. Exactly. Um, and so, um, at the end of May in 1881, Mary had befriended a man who was local to the area. Um, but no one has ever been able to like identify or name. And so Mary was with this man um, and she moved in with him. And so it's William who told police after Mary's death um, that she was living in an immoral life. <laughs> and he it's, it's because she was living with this man. Um, oh. And so because of that, he stopped paying her. Oh, um, my gosh. That is so horrible. And And people sometimes kind of think that we nowadays you know in these days when we look back at this i mean william had said that she was living in a moral life um because of this man but also there was the assumption that she was possibly taking up sex work and so Mm. um yeah so that's probably most likely why he stopped paying her just like martha's husband in the last part stopped paying her because she had started to do sex work um either way he stopped paying it um which is a joke because it's like if she wasn't doing sex work now, she probably or before she probably she is now <laughs> because yeah. you're not paying her. So yeah, like literally, what like what else could a woman at this time do? Exactly. Like, <laughs> what do you want from her? Yeah. Jesus Christ. 
you cheated on her after she had her her five kids for you and then yeah. and then you do this but um so mary appealed to the parish that william had stopped paying her allowance and he fought back saying that mary was the one who chose to leave him and that she's obviously living with this other dude um so the parish denied her appeal and basically of course <laughs> and basically said good fucking luck yeah um and so Mary lived with this man until like April of 1882. Um, uh, Leslie, I have a poop situation. Oh, <laughs> break away. <laughs> I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't remember where we left off, but. We're back. <laughs> um, we were realizing that men were trash and how was Mary supposed to make a better life for herself when her husband chose to stop paying and then he she appealed it at the parish and the parish was like fuck you you have a vagina bam boom <laughs> thank you for Recap. that summary that was perfect <laughs> I mean it's not really a summary for the explorers because they've missed no time but we have yeah. missed time so <laughs> um, um so and it, oh, that's right. And she was also living with this man, right? Yes. That's right. Um, Supposedly, yeah. So, and she, it sounds like she, well, we know for sure he, she lived with a man. We just don't know his name, I guess. I don't know. Okay. okay. Um, but they, she lived with him until April of 1882. And we don't know why uh, or really what happened, but she, they broke up and she moved back into the Lambeth. Um, and she was there for almost a year and okay. moved back back in with her father and her oldest son edward okay and unfortunately this whole time mary is still drinking Mm. um it actually got so bad (laughs) that her father basically said that he was just tired of arguing with her and you know picking up after her and so on may 21st 1882 he basically kicks her out oh god so like these men like yes i get mary has a problem it's bad like you can look at it as like enabling and all this but like there are a lot of men that have like failed mary yeah (laughs) i mean she can't get a job they know she's not going to get a job yeah like you can be tough love you're right you but you should still provide her with a safe space i just yeah I, i don't know um yeah so obviously like like we said where she's supposed to go nowhere so she goes back to the workhouse for the third time oh goodness um in june of 1883 she ran into her um like I, like her high school sweetheart <clears throat> i i don't know what they <laughs> what they called it back then without a high school um yeah. <laughs> and, and his name was thomas stewart drew okay. um so she ran into him in 1883 they got back together and they lived with him for about four she lived with him not they she, just her um, lived with him for about four years and I read an article that quoted um, like a local newspaper report uh-huh. and it just said that Thomas eventually just abandoned her basically and she just took off with a bunch of his alcohol and expensive shit and oh. <laughs> like stole from him and like left his house oh okay um i also thought that was funny that that was in a newspaper because it just is like a gossip call <laughs> like <laughs> are we just like gossiping about the love lives of people i guess yes, completely <laughs> <laughs> i um, mean as a watcher of bridgerton yes <laughs> that is literally all it is i haven't watched season two a bridgerton yeah oh yeah i just live under a rock i just struggle oh yeah no i'm all caught up i'm ready for the next one Oh, so you're like, this is, does that take place in the 1800s? It does, doesn't it? It takes place where they wear fancy ball gowns and do like weird courtship dances. So like close. I mean, I'm sure some rich people were doing that at this time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's, yeah, that's completely correct. Because that's something that like they touched on in the first season when that lady brought one of the, her like her husband's cousin's mm, kid yeah. or whatever. And she was like, do you want to be here instead of where we are? And like, that was literally it. So not a very good depiction of the struggles of that time, but definitely a good idea. Like that's what plays in my head when you talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we know that Mary spends the next few years uh, homeless and living in, <clears throat> I guess I should have looked up the pronunciation, but I'm not a professional reporter, so uh, wing it. Tra- <clears throat> Traflagar Square. 
Trafalgar. It's T R A F A L G A R. Lots of A's. Trafalgar. Trafalgar Square. And we know that she was living there because on October 23rd, 1887, Mary's name was included with many other women um, after being arrested and charged with, quote, wandering abroad without any visible means of sustenance. Which I'm assuming just means for like soliciting, like for being homeless, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's really unfortunate that, but during her time at the square, um, she's described as the worst woman in the square. Literally a quote. Uh, she was always being arrested. And um, when spoken to by police, they said that she was always like disorderly and drunk. And just. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> YOLO. <laughs> Also, though, like, at this time, I think, like, that's something my brain's doing is, like, I'm comparing, like, what we have now versus, uh, they didn't have it then. They didn't have detox. They didn't have places for people to go. For sure. To to get clean like this. For sure. But, I mean, as someone, you know, pre-Good Pastures Leslie, I, I was this mm-hmm. bitch. I was making the scene. I was never arrested, but I was, you know, I was the one making the scene. And it's like, I just, eh. You were making a scene, Leslie? I used to be... I cannot imagine that. <laughs> some, some people don't know. Amber and I lost touch for a couple of years after, um, mm-hmm. in between college. And yeah, mm-hmm. before I... It was like, after, right after I turned 20, it was like 20 to when I got sick. So 20 to 23, I mm-hmm. um, maybe had a slight drinking problem. <laughs> really? Just slight. I mean, it, yeah. And so... Okay. I, I mean, I was that bitch, you know, it's fine. <laughs> and so, but like now I can look back and so it's like, yeah, I mean, there was no room for detox, but like, I don't know. I just, yeah, no. you just, I have a hard time. You don't want to be that girl, you know? Yeah. Well, I get that. But like, there wasn't like, what is, what is this girl? What is Mary supposed to do? No, you're like, no, all you're these right. people are, are kicking her out. It's not like there's a program like there, there is to, I mean, to my knowledge, in the 1800s, I'm sure they didn't have, they know they don't have what we have now, no. but like, I'm sure there was no like program to get clean. Well, like no. if you were a drunk, you stayed a drunk. And you went to the workhouse where it was dirty and terrible conditions that were literally yeah. had a, a nationwide investigation <laughs> because of how badly yeah. they were treated. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you're yeah. right. There is, it's not. So there's, there's no way for Mary or anyone in these situations to really make their life better. No, you're right. You're exa- yeah. You're right. I should be more, and I usually am. I'm, I think I am. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> um, so in April of 1888, Mary was back at the Lambeth. Um, and just for reference, so you know, April, she dies in August of 1888. Oh. So this is mm. where we are timeline wise. Um, yeah. <clears throat> she, be, she was back at the Lambeth and she befriended a girl named Mary Ann Monk. Um, mm. So she's Mary Ann Nichols. This is Mary Ann Monk. Oh my gosh, they did not have enough names back in the day. <laughs> no, we have like 97 Annies um, that we're going to be talking about. Like, And actually, we can say Mary also, um, at the near the end of her life, went by Polly. Um, so Our Mary Yes, did? our Mary. So, okay. I mean, we could, if okay. we wanted, we could start calling our Mary Polly, um, if okay. that would be less confusing. Yeah, that would be perfect. So, Marianne Monk was a domestic servant for Samuel and Sarah Cowdery. Um, and the other Mary, Marianne Monk, got Polly, our Mary, a job. Um, and so she was, Polly was just like so excited to finally have a regular gig. Um, she wrote her father this letter that said, I just write to say that you will be glad to know that I am settled in my new place and going on all right, my people went out yesterday and have not returned, so I'm left in charge. It's a grand place inside with trees and gardens back in front. All has been newly done up. They are teetotalers <laughs> and religious, so I ought to get on. Um, they are very nice people, and I ha- I don't have much to do. I hope you're all right. Um, and the boy has work, I'm assuming, Edward. So goodbye for the present from yours truly, Polly answer soon and let me know how you are um and so her father edward writes back you know he's like so pleased that she's doing so well but she never he never gets a response and on july 12th in 1888 
Sarah Cowdery, the lady that Polly worked for, wrote Edward a letter informing him that Mary had stolen some clothing and some money and and had ditched her post and ran off. Um, And so that's July. Remember, she dies in August. Um, Early August of 1888, we know that Mary moved into a place called Wilmot's, which was a female-only lodging home um, under the name Polly. Her roommate was a woman named Emily Holland, and she remembered Polly um, as being a very clean woman who kept to herself, was melancholy, and gave off the impression that she was being weighed down by trouble. <clears throat> no shit. <laughs> um, sure. Emily adds that Mary showed a great disliking towards men. <laughs> and Oh, I wonder, I wonder why. <laughs> Shocker. But I think this is kind of interesting because she she says that she doesn't think she was a, quote, fast woman. Okay. Which doesn't that mean, like, she doesn't think she was performing sex work? A hoochie, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of interesting that we have, and what I'm about to tell you, I mean, the timeline for the night, it does sound like she did was a sex worker. So I just think it's kind of interesting. Or maybe she just, like, did a good job of, like, hiding it. Mm, that's true. That's a good thought. Like, you know... Maybe she didn't want everybody she came in contact with to like know. Maybe it is kind of interesting though that Emily, that she Emily says she's like really clean, you know, but she was also described mm. as the worst woman in the square, <laughs> which is not what I would. So it's just kind of interesting. Yeah, it's like kind of like a she's like her descriptions are opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, on August twenty fourth, and I'm sorry I'm doing so many dates. They're just, okay. there's quite a timeline um, and I can, I can send a link. There's a, a literal timeline of Jack the Ripper. And so it's really easy to get these dates and it's on record. So it's easy to find. Um, mm-hmm. On August 24th, Mary mo- moved out of the female only work home and moved into a mixed sex lodging home that was called the White House. Oh, that sounds like a horrible decision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> terrible. Uh, um, yeah. And on August 30th, just a day before Mary's body will be found, um, London has this big heat surge. And if you remember in part one, it was described as mm-hmm. like the worst summer ever because it was so rainy and shitty. But on this day, it got so hot that two separate workhouses broke out into fire. And oh, God. And so because of the fires, like so many people living in the East End obviously came to watch the fire, you know. What? Um, Well, of course, you know, looky loose. People do that now. I guess. Okay. (laughs) You know, that's true. But still, I think that's horrible. (laughs) Well, and I only say that just to say because there were a lot of people out and there were a lot of Mm, people looking around and should have been able to see (laughs) what I'm about to tell you. But somehow they didn't. So while some people were watching <laughs> shit go up in flames, um, Polly was at the frying pan pub having a drink. Um, and those who saw her said that she was worse for wear. Like, so she was kind of drunk, but not like mm-hmm. totally drunk. Okay. Polly had tried getting into the Wilmots, which was the female only home, um, but she didn't have the money for the room. And when she was trying to get in there, she ran into Emily, her old roommate. And Mm -hmm. Emily said that she was wearing this really unique looking bonnet on her head. And it was one that Emily had never seen before. Hmm. Um, And she's turned away because she doesn't have money. Uh, She tells Emily like, oh, you know, ain't no thing. I'm going to go get this money. And she literally says, because I have this like fancy ass bonnet, right? I'm going to find a man and I'm going to, you know, I'll be right back. Um, <laughs> the man's gonna be like that bonnet girl like that bonnet doe <laughs> take take me to pound town because of that bonnet that bonnet doe uh, yeah. <laughs> uh and so at two in the morning on august 31st emily watched mary get confronted by a man she just kept like was shutting around she's like oh i've got my you know i've earned my room a couple of times but i just keep spending it blah 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 like just like martha which from part one Mm. um emily kept saying like why don't you just come back to wilmot's like let's see if we can like persuade them to let you in you know and and polly insisted quote that it won't be long and i'll be back and so emily watched polly walk down whitechapel road and that's the last Mm -hmm. time that Polly's seen alive. 
Oh, no. And that was at 2 a.m. At 3.30 in the morning, uh, just an hour and a half later, a man named Charles Cross left to go to work. Um, and it was then that he came across what he described as a dark bundle laying on the ground. Um, and he was like saying how dark the alley was and how dark it was. It was just so hard to see. So mm-hmm. he, as he started to get closer, he realized that it was a woman. Um, and he figured that she was either dead or drunk. <laughs> and while he's trying to figure out what's going on, he comes across another man um, who's named Robert Paul, mm-hmm. which, which is Robbie's first and middle name. Oh, how funny. <laughs> and so he asked Robert to help him and identify like what she needed, what this woman needed. And both men said that she was laying on her back and her skirts were raised to her waist very similar to how Martha was found. Yeah. And it sounds like they kept going back and forth on trying to figure out if she was if she was deceased or not. Mm. Charles touched her, touched her body and like was like, I'm going to try and sit her up. And they argued about it. And Robert kept saying, don't touch her. Just leave her there. Mm-hmm. And so naturally, they just left and they didn't tell anyone. And they figured <laughs> someone will come across her. Someone will take care of it. Yeah. And I guess that just goes to show you that it was really dark uh, because something that they missed and it's kind of good that they didn't sit her up. Mm -hmm. Um, Polly's head was nearly severed from her body. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Um, So it's kind of good that they didn't sit her up because that would have been pretty horrific. Um, Yeah, it would have. Police constable John Neal came upon the body just during his normal patrol. (laughs) And John had said he'd been in the area for like at least half an hour and never heard anyone scream or shout or anything unusual. When he approached the body, he noticed that there was some blood coming from her mouth. Um, And when he touched her arm, he said that her arm was still warm. So it was like if she had passed, she had just passed. Um, Wow. So these guys must have like really like the first two must have like just found just her. found her yeah so mm-hmm. i bet if they would have oh no and i even saw it was uh charles the first guy he was like i thought that she was like shallowly breathing that she was like barely breathing <gasps> oh no I, and it's like why the fuck did you leave her i just yeah whatever whatever um so the constable uh approaches the body and he notices the blood um oh that's right i talked about that uh her eyes were open and Ugh. there there was a black straw bonnet with black velvet trim that was laying on the side of her. And it was a bonnet that he had never seen before and talked about how unique it was. Hmm. So, unfortunately, we know someone else who was wearing a unique bonnet that evening. Yeah. Um, oh, no. Holly. So, all of the commotion caused Charles and Robert to come back to the scene. And they're like, oh, yeah, we actually just found her, uh, you know a couple of hours ago or an hour and a half ago, you know? Um, and so finally at 4 AM, Dr. Llewellyn, I think, I mean, again, definitely his name, just don't know how to pronounce it, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) arrives and pronounces a woman as deceased. He, in his findings, he agrees with Neil that her body and legs were still warm. And so this led him to believe that she'd only been dead for less than two hours. So again, like you said, like Robert and Charles had just come, like just missed it. Um, He also suggested that the person who murdered this woman uh, could have still been at the scene when Charles found her because oh god, it was so quickly after. Um, Honestly, like, I don't know why Charles and Robert aren't like fucking looked at. Yeah. Suspects, you know, numero uno, but (laughs) what do I know? Um. So they moved the body to the old Montague Street mortuary, and it was there that they went through her possessions. Uh, she had a white handkerchief, a comb, and a piece of a piece of a mirror, which we will come to find out was um, something that Polly like really prized. It was a prized possession of hers. Hmm. Um, <clears throat> and so they also noticed that her petticoats had Lambeth Workhouse PR stitch in, and I guess. They knew that that meant that it was the workhouse on Prince Road. And so they went to the Lambeth house and it was Marion Monk who came forth and like positively identified uh, the woman as Marion Nichols or Polly and Nichols um, at 7.30 p.m. on August 31st, 1888. So it's a totally different day 
um, I'll give you, I'll set the scene for you, explorers. It's uh, Monday, the Monday of Thanksgiving, and this episode is scheduled um, to be released in three days. And while I was editing, I came across a fun little fact that um, my audio didn't save. So Amber and I have been pretty transparent this whole time about our technical issues and it just keeps happening. We have to laugh at them at this point. But um, yeah, my audio didn't save the last 30 minutes of the entire episode. And due to things that we can't control, um, Rav has been pretty ill. And so Amber's been busy with that. Not only does she have a sick baby, but they are um, in Washington State with Amber's family and her husband's family. And so because of that, all of that long jumbo, um, we're going to finish the episode a little differently today. Rather than hearing Amber's firsthand experience, um, I'm excited to announce our first guest on the podcast, um, <laughs> none other than my husband, Robbie Gregg. Answer the... <laughs> Thanks, <Bob. laughs> Thanks. Really excited. You're going to have to talk a little louder, you know, technical issues. I don't have... Is it still not reading us? Well, you can see the audio clips. So... Um, yeah, my audio cut out. You know, we had just got to the to the meat of the episode with Amber, um, and we were going over Polly and Nichols' injuries. So I have briefly given Robbie a little description. He knows, you know, we're we're in Whitechapel. We're talking about Jack the Ripper, which f- little background scene. This is Robbie's. It was Robbie's suggestion. So that's fair. If you are tired of hearing about this for the next two months of your life. <laughs> It's Robbie's fault. <laughs> I bet. I thought it was interesting. It is interesting. Um, I I agree. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm just going to jump in. You ready to hear about some injuries, Robbie? Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so, originally, they had this one inspector, and his name was Inspector Spradling. Um, and he was the one who was in charge of doing Polly's autopsy, but... The injuries were so horrific that he didn't do it. He didn't want to do it. So he called the original doctor who actually found Polly's body. So he was working the night shift, right? And they call him back and he's like, man, I can't do this. Like, I'm going to vom. So he calls Dr. Llewellyn back and um, he comes. Would that be pissed? As someone who has worked night shift, would you just like, would that be like your 13th reason? (laughs) If, If I got called in? Well, no. Like if you had like worked all night and then... This was your case. You like found you like found this really horrific scene that which I'm about to tell you, and then you like go home from the night and you're like, God, I'm so glad that's finished. And then your replacement's like, Yeah, man, I can't do this. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so so he calls Llewellyn back um, because he just can't he can't do it. So Polly was missing five teeth. And had she had bruises on the side of her face, um, and at the time they were like it's either from a thumb, <laughs> a pressure of someone's thumb, or from someone punching her. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I feel like it's probably fairly obvious, right, between the two. I mean, I would think. And so yeah, they thought you know she definitely was strangled. Um, spoiler alert, because when she was found, her tongue was sticking out of her tongue or out of her mouth. So they expected that that she had been like choked, and that's I guess that's like a hmm. I'm not a you know I don't work in a morgue, but I guess that's a telltale sign of a, a fix, asphyxiation. Interesting. So, um, um, this is our third victim, Robbie, that we've talked about in this uh, for this episode, and both all of them had had their throat slit. Okay. Um, and their throat box was like, or not their throat box, their voice box. Is that like what it's called? <laughs> I, I don't know, but like <laughs> it was cut and, um, that was kind of like Jack the Ripper's thing because oh. all of these murders were like silent, but they all occurred in like downtown. So anyway, so it was her throat was slit. Um, and it was actually in two different cuts. So there was one that was like eight inches long and then the other was four inches and um, they reached all the way around her neck. Even they said that her like her tissues were exposed, like her vertebrae in the back of her neck was exposed. Like it was a deep ass fucking cut. Gross. And it went from left to right, which made the doctor assume that um, the killer was left-handed. As a lefty yourself, when you're cutting an envelope, you don't, I assume you don't cut people's throat often. 
not. Hopefully kids, not. Kids are home. Um, you know, when you're like opening an envelope, you know, you're left-handed. Do you go from left to right? Is it, are you going to notice that now? Is that something that you've ever uh, thought of? I would go right to left. You're ambidextrous. Is that how they say it? Ambidextrous. I don't know. So you got. How's going? I would go start right and go left. See, if I was right-handed, I would go left to right. If I'm like want like fucking motion, I'm like going opposite and then dragging it with my with my. He sounds right-handed. Right. So at the, with this logic, then yeah, Doctor Llewellyn's a fucking idiot. <laughs> 1888 though so they were pretty stupid um and so mary's abdomen had been cut pretty severely uh to the point where her bowels um were showing through the slash and um each wound had been inflicted in a violent and downward thrusting manner and dr llewellyn also thought that the killer had some sort of like anatomy knowledge i was trying to think of the word they thought that they were some sort of like maybe a doctor um he expected that the injuries were done by all with the same weapon uh he assumed it was maybe a fishing knife or a corkscrew knife and he also thought that it this only took like minutes maybe less than five um to kill her So, um, like I said before, her tongue was sticking out. So while she had all of these insane injuries, her cause of death was, I can't say that word, asphyxiation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Interesting. Um, Yeah. Um, So uh, did she get all those injuries after she was already dead or contribute to her death at all? Good question. Um, No, they think, well, I mean, they think that she was already dead when they slashed her. Um, because there just wasn't enough blood at the scene. She wasn't moved. It didn't look like... Yeah, they ex- expected it, her to be deceased prior to all of this happening. Okay. There was an inquest by the courts uh, where they called testimony just to try to figure out, like, who would kill Mary, for one, and then for two, to do it in such a gruesome way. Um, and her father was quoted to say that he didn't think that she had enemies um, because she was just too good for that. And it was a three-day testimony where many friends of hers came and talked about how kind and well-liked she was. Um, Unfortunately, while this was pretty graphic and you would think that there would maybe be someone who heard or saw something, um, there were four men that were interviewed in total. Three of them worked at a slaughterhouse that was just right down the street. um, And they confirmed that they didn't see or hear anything suspicious. Um, and then there was a, a watchman who was down the road and, um, he, he said that he fell asleep a couple of times that night, you know, Get it, night shift <laughs> um, but yeah, no, nothing happened, you know, as far as he knows. So huh. I, I, personally, I wouldn't really count his testimony, but, um, okay. and yeah, that's my original notes. We were going to do a whole other murder. I could, I could give you a whole murder, Robbie. Um, of our of our fourth victim, but Amber doesn't know this murder because we ran out of time. So um, that's all I had for you. Oh, okay. that, that was all I needed all you right. to know. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm nice, so curious now how it ends. Nice and quick. Yeah, you have to stay tuned. Have to listen to it for once. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. A big supporter financially. <laughs> big supporter financially. Yes, definitely couldn't couldn't have done it without you, babe. So thanks for jo- joining. Thanks for coming on. Oh, absolutely. Happy to help. I can tell. I can tell it was a riveting <laughs> 10 minutes <laughs> of your life. It was good. It was oh, good, yeah. yeah. Uh, no need for... We always give clues. Robbie doesn't know. We give clues at the end of the episode. No clues, because you know that we're going to keep fucking talking about Jack the Ripper. Keep talking about the Canonical Five. Uh, anything Anything for the good peeps? No. Okay, well, this is how we close it off. Uh Typically, Amber says, all right, you know, we'll catch you. See you next week. And I say, see you then. And then you say, bye. Do I just say bye? (laughs) No, you have to say bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs)